And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back uh, to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Uh, we've got episode number seven here, and we brought back our good buddy who invited himself because he just couldn't <laughs> couldn't contain himself on this subject. We've got aliens, UFOs, and uh, time travel. <laughs> it's like Maurice is getting weird in his He's little zone. Some noises going. <laughs> um, all right, boys. So let's start this off. A um, couple things like why are they? Wh- who are they? if they exist, because there's still obviously people, even though the government's come out and said that they've invested millions of dollars into this thing. And um, there's also, you know, people all over the world since the beginning of time have seen them. Who do you think they are and why do you think they're here? Um, you want to take that one, Chris? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if they are here. Is that it? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Well, explain yourself. <laughs> I mean... There's been so many, there's just not good enough evidence for me to believe it. That's all. Yeah. But what if it was something I mean, that the, like a camera or something like, what if you're seeing something in your mind or you're through your eyes, the way we process stuff that isn't possible. I, like, like a camera can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's, it's a combination of senses, you know, it's not just a simple, Oh, I'm looking. So I, I can see this thing or I can't see this thing, you know? No, I mean, I think that it's all anything we've ever seen, I think is a government issued ship, some kind of, some kind of device that humans have built themselves. I don't think it's from out of this world. But do you think then that they designed it? Obviously, it's based on something. So do you think it's something like Roswell or one of well, these I don't know. incidences? I, I don't know. That... I mean, I, I just figured that whatever like the government, whatever you're aware of as far as technology, the government's like whatever, 30 years ahead. I mean, well, not, I mean, they say it's a, a, they say 100 years ahead. They say that we've lost 100 years of because of the stuff that's been kept secret, the energy stuff and all that kind of stuff. They say that we're like 100 years set back. Like Tesla was on the cutting edge. And if we would have continued with that, we would be kind of where we're supposed to be. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Chris? What do you think, Chris? Do you think, I mean, what do you, th- who do you think these, these things, these beings are, or do you think they even exist? Yeah, man, I tend to maybe kind of agree with Hogan here. Uh, like, okay. And, and he and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. My thing is like, okay, you know, like, let's say, let's, you know, let's say that, okay, they're from somewhere else. Okay. The the people that are operating these objects. Okay. Like, isn't it kind of weird that they're, they're just, they decide to visit every once in a while and like poke in and, and, and and dash out. And they're not like, they're not like saying anything. They're not really talking to anybody. You know, they're just like, well, I kind of have a, an interesting theory on that, actually. Um, and oh, uh, it's yeah. not just me either. It's a lot of people like Dr. Stephen Greer. There's a lot of people that think this, but we are quarantined. Um, even the Urantia papers talk about how we're quarantined. We are a very violent, um, torn entity that is in a constant struggle with inner self and outer self. And I guess in the Urantia papers, it talks about how the rest of the, like, there's planets and galaxies that don't even know what war or hate is. Like it's something that's makes us special. It actually makes us more valuable too, because we've, we're doing more work on ourselves 
by experiencing these things than other places. So maybe these things are just keeping an eye on us. I mean, there's what's called, you know, there, there's a book that was left out of the Bible called the book of Enoch. Um, yeah. And the book of Enoch talks about the watchers and the watchers came down and they made it with the people of this planet and they created the super race called the Nephilim, you know, so we're supposedly offsprings of these Nephilim. And, and when God found out that that happened, he punished you know, God is, and it doesn't have to be a guy in a chair. It could be an energy. It could be a source. It could be something, but God punished them by creating a flood that killed most of them off, except for, you know, a small group of people. But, um, the theory that I've heard that really makes sense is that we're quarantined. I mean, we're trying to send nukes out into space. You know, they say that Mars has a whole layer of, um, uh, radioactive soil across the whole thing. So they think at some point either some massive event there happened or some nuclear event happened. I mean, who's not to say, I mean, you read the, you read the uh, Bhagavad Gita, it talks about in there some weapon that can blow up the whole world. I think it's uh, Via Mastra or something like that. Um, so uh, I so don't what, you I, think that you think aliens are celestial beings? Is that what you're saying? They could be. They could be what's known or as angels. angels. In a they, sense? Yeah, they could be. I mean, who? Nobody really knows. My theory is, like I said, if you let's say you had the ability to go out in the universe and other planets, if you passed by something and you saw people blowing themselves up, destroying the thing that they're on, wouldn't you take a? Wouldn't you be like, oh, okay, this is not what I'm used to, or this is not, you know, we'll keep an eye on this type of a thing, you know, or maybe we're not, Yeah, but they haven't really stopped that. I mean, we, we had bombs and we dropped them. I mean, they didn't really, that's, that's funny. You say that because they have stopped that. I look up, look it up. There's at least 10 to 15 accounts of uh, nuclear weapons trying to be set off that were somehow altered or turned off. Or, I mean, that's a common thing too. Like there's videos of that happening and there's people that back that up that are from the military and stuff. So. All right. Yeah, all right. And, and also the, another weird thing, like a current event kind of thing that just happened was uh, both in Hawaii, they had um, that that um, uh, uh, warning that there was a missile right. heading for the island, and and it went on for like almost I think it was thirty eight minutes or something, and then they came out and they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> hit the wrong Some button, dumbass in the button, yeah, yeah. and Damn. and. It, and uh, so, like, for almost 40 minutes, people are, like, imagine that if you, like, you, you look at your, you know, like, you know how you get the alerts on your phone or whatever, right. and you're like, there's a missile heading for me. You know? <laughs> you're basically, uh, you're basically set, sitting there waiting for your death is what those people I, were doing. So, yeah, but then, and then I guess, I think it was a couple days after, maybe two days after, Japan had a really similar thing happen. Um, uh, the same thing where it was like, there's a, this is a, this is not a test. There's a missile. Right. Uh, oh, okay. and. Yeah, and, I saw then, that one. That one, that one happened like a, a month or two ago after North Korea had done some of those tests. They there was some. So this is a couple days ago. Oh, maybe it happened twice then because yeah. there was one that happened like right after they did the test, and this one journalist guy was like freaking out in his hotel room, like it was like blowing up his phone and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a, apparently another one uh, after the Hawaiian one, and then uh, yeah, uh, so, but but okay, but let's go back to the the. Um, quarantine thing so like i'm trying to understand the like the logic of it so assuming i, I guess we all assume they have uh, they're, they're more advanced so how come they don't just send like a satellite to, to, to like watch what we're doing they're you know supposedly, do you know have you ever heard of the black knight satellite it's this thing that's been revolving around the earth since like like 10,000 years ago or something. It, it's an odd shape. It kind of looks like something out of 2001. You can look this thing up. 
Um, but it's what is the, it called? The Dark Knight. Called, uh, the, the Black the Dark Knight. Knight. Like yeah. night, like Black Knight, like and uh, K I N. Uh, yeah, I got you. Or K N I G H T. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, this thing. It's a conspiracy theory. So yeah, it's not because it's there. It's a conspiracy theory that it is that like it's some like oh. set, they, they don't know where it came from. But the fact that it's been there since like a long time ago signifies that we it's Russian. We either had abilities beyond our capabilities that of we, what we think of back then and launched something up there, or it's this thing that was dropped off there, or maybe it is some piece of UFO um, debris that got launched into our you know planetary system that's just been circling around. I mean, who knows? But I mean, well, it says the legend. The legend uh, dates back to like nineteen or eighteen ninety nine, and apparently Nikola Tesla discovered some long delayed echoes from it. Oh, that's what it says. And towards know, the end of his death, they were talking. He, they talk about how he was actually in, in communication with other beings from a different realm, and that's how he was able to kind of work all these inventions and ideas out. Well, he was all about like vibration type stuff. So I, I like we were talking about in the dream sequences. You know, different vibrations can take you to different dimensions. I guess. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Well, yeah, like the octave thing. Up. You know, like higher yeah. octave, lower octave. Yeah, there are there are like a few different uh, cultures that seem to have some kind of thing about like what you're saying the uh, what are the, what are they called the ma- the the watchers or the watchers yeah you well know, like- I mean that that's across all like have you ever read uh, Graham Hancock's uh, fingerprints of the god or magicians of the god um, it talks about he goes down to South America he goes to Egypt he goes you know Peru he goes to Bolivia he goes to all these places and they all have similar there's a consistent like pattern of myth, which is a great flood. That's yeah. across all of them. There's giants, whether you want to interpret that as like somebody's brain being bigger or they're actually bigger themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, it, it goes across all these cultures, even Japanese, and they have all these uh, plumed feather serpents, which is, which is like a common, you know, if you look at the dragons and then they have that in the South American cultures and stuff like that. So either all these ancient cultures were in contact with each other and shared each other's stories or there's something there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. But like, but like with the, uh, the stuff, the, the new hyped stuff, it's like, that's a whole fascinating thing in itself too. You know, like the, yeah. like, actually going on with all that you know (laughs) what did you make of when they released the documents uh the government document how they spent like 22 million dollars a year on this program uh to to investigate ufos from 2012 to 2017 well um uh well first of all uh, uh, a guy that used to work within the UK uh, uh, defense, and he had um, Nick Pope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. So he was talking about. He was like, well, first of all, that that amount isn't necessarily. Um, uh, it doesn't really tell you the whole story because they're using already pre-existing um, systems and stuff right. to, to do some of the work that they're doing, surveilling things. And oh, it's in the billions. Money. I mean, that, that that's a cover how much money they've spent on it. But it, right. also yeah, the, the, time, <laughs> the time frame, I, I believe they've been doing this for since the 40s or the 50s, ever since World yeah. War II. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even if it just in the sense of like having uh, watching out for the advanced programs from other countries or something, they for sure have been doing, you know, because they have all kinds of crazy stuff they're up to, you know. That, that, Absolutely. 
they, 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 don't, they don't tell you, but uh, that's the whole thing of it. It's like, what are you know, like uh, DeLong. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did you say? Tom I said DeLong. Tom DeLong. <laughs> This guy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just bad. small things. <laughs> this is a scientist you're telling me. What's your theory on this guy? Like, what do you think that's all about? Well, uh, like, okay, the thing about it is, like, if you really, if you, if you backtrack a little bit, what happened was that when the WikiLeaks came out. Uh, Podesta had emails talking to him, and I, I think the gist of it, he was like, yeah, Hillary is into disclosure and all this stuff. And so the, then my first thought is, well, run the other way, you know, if, if that's what she's doing, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, like, because people like that, you know, they, they don't actually care about truth. It's like, how right. can I, you know, you know, get something, some kind of agenda done. But anyway, so then it was like cats out of the bag kind of thing. And then, then he assembles this team, and he's trotting out all these dream CIA. <laughs> yeah, it's a dr- real dream. It's a nightmare. <laughs> team, yeah. And these guys come out, and, you know, and, um, it's hard to know what to make of it. And then they do the video. So then you right. see the video of the plane and this thing. And you see it. So you have to ask yourself, you know, there's like a couple different possibilities. Either, either that's fake somehow, you know, like it's, I don't know. Well, somehow the pilot, it's though, like they had another, if you watch, if you go on to, to the starsacademy.com or whatever the hell it is, the that guy, the guy that's interviewed on the news, like the real news, has a longer interview on there where he describes that ship is was a part of a, a bigger ship that was like underwater or something. So there's more to that interview. Yeah. And I don't know what to make of it either. I think that anytime you're interviewing a pilot or something, like what do they, why would they, um, make that up they don't have anything to gain from it if anything i, I heard it like a hassle anytime they come back or have reported or whatever so yeah. um that aspect of it i don't know i think tom DeLong, my personal theory on him is he's kind of like us he's kind of into like truths and, and understanding and he's obviously done a ton of research and i mean i've read both of his books the secret machines and i read uh God's War or whatever it's called. I don't have the name in front of me, but I read both of them. Um, Secret Machines is supposedly like partly fiction, partly based on what really went down in the 50s, 60s with all the, you know, the Nazi technology and us getting, you know, Project Paperclip, us getting all those like Werner von Braun and all those guys from Germany and stuff. Um, So that's an interesting book. So whether that's true or not, or has any sort of correlation that they're doing good stuff. But my theory on him is this, I believe he's just into all this stuff. stuff though. Well, whoever wrote, I think he wrote it with somebody or his concepts were, he used some, yeah. guy to kind well, of I would ch- I would challenge that. that I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, who yeah. knows uh, what, uh, what kind of doing good stuff, but like, you know, it's just, it's a weird thing. Cause I'll, you know, f- first all like the mainstream, um, you know, they either ignore this topic or they, you know, make fun of it or, you know, this and that and the other thing. And now it's like whenever you, then now they're like, oh, here's this, you know, here's what's going on. And here, right. you know, <laughs> then you're like, uh, you it's know, like a what? conditioning though. Maybe, maybe because my theory is this, everybody says they want to see proof or blah, 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 blah. If an alien walked through your fucking door right now, you would shit your pants. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> something about that archetype. I mean, personally, I love that all this stuff and I watch all the movies and documentaries and even though ancient alien, a lot of stuff's bunked, there's some good stuff in there too. Um, theory wise and stuff. So I think, um, there's something about that archetype, like that alien archetype. Like when you see that gray, it's something that's embedded into us at some point. And I wonder, like, even since you know, back in the day, like look at all the cave paintings of all the you know, ant people and all the bug people. Like you go to all these ancient, you know, what were these people doing? They were either obviously taking mushrooms or DMT maybe, or maybe they were experiencing these things in reality. I mean, we don't know, but I think this goes back a lot longer than we think it does. And there's some sort of, I don't know, arc, like I said, archetype. And, and with our DNA being the way that it is, we get stuff embedded into us. So if our ancestors experience these people or experience these things, that's that might be why people have nightmares and dreams and experiences. And, you know, I mean, that's just my theory on it, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the, you know, going back to the book being part, this is funny because last time we were talking about Victor Wooten in his book, The Music Lesson, yeah. saying, hey, you know, yeah. hey, you know, this is part, you know, real and part fake. It, I, and for some reason, I feel like this is a, a bit of a different situation. I like agree with that. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit different. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I have to like think, think it over why, like, <laughs> why well, I think it it's is. Misle- I think it's misleading. I mean, if it's, uh, yeah, because like true, and then there's falses, you know, inside. It's like, well, the interesting thing is that they're like, um, um, to the Stars Academy, they're, they're saying they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna do film, we're gonna do, uh, uh, uh comic, and they're like, they're like, okay, and it's gonna be part fiction. It's like, well, if you guys really, you know. It, that's not really disclosure. That's like, we'll tell you what you th- we think you can handle or, you know, like what we want you to think. Right. Or like, um, that's a, that feels like a different kind of I thing. I think he's a pawn. So what I was getting into my you point know, is yeah. I think he's a pawn. I think yeah. he knows a lot. I think he's done his research. I think that he's kind of like us in a way, but at the same time he's being played. Like, you need, yeah, why would they use, why would they use this turd to do it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he doesn't know that, that it's like, maybe he doesn't know, like maybe he really thinks he's going to get something out of this. That's going to be groundbreaking. Oh, I'm um, sure he's getting paid. I'm sure he's getting well, paid he as well. Paid. I mean, that's what when you he, that's why they people want people to buy shares in this thing, and you know right. they say it's to pay for all these rockets and this, you know, time travel and this and that or whatever these new machines. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, the thing that he was talking about though on the Joe Rogan podcast about the zero point energy and sucking, being able to suck energy from any point around you, and it would there would be enough energy to run the whole world for I guess like an insane amount of time. Yeah. That's supposedly true. Like Tesla figured that out. That's something that uh, Edgar Casey talks about in the, the flying machine that he talks about. But that's something that is very viable scientifically. So I mean, that yeah, that's but that might be why he's using that is because it's a viable thing. I mean, the, right? And he's got real scientists working on this stuff. Like he's got people from these. Um, I I don't know the name of it. I think they did like Skunk Works or one of those programs, but he's got like real dudes working on this stuff. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think he's a pawn. I don't know what the whole, you know, scenario is going to play out as, but um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to take him super seriously because it sounds like he doesn't even know yet. You know, like all that, Oh, I can't talk about him, blah, 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 blah. It's not, it just sounds like he doesn't know, you know? Well, yeah, because several times in that Joe Rogan interview, he was like, 
Joe Rogan would be like, oh, you've seen that? Or, you, right. oh, you know that? He's like, oh, no, no, they just told me. And I know yeah. somebody that's seen it, and I trust them or what? You know. uh, right. Well, I had a th- Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. You said something that, uh, oh, man, oh, man. I got. Uh, but then he also showed him the fakest videos you've ever seen. So, yeah. you know, that's like, the fuck's going on? I believe that what he said is true. Though. Like, if <laughs> Jesus. So, like, the triangular ones, supposedly, like the triangular UFOs that people see, like the lights that were over Phoenix and different ones and whatever, um, that could be our government because supposedly that's what they created off of it. I guess the real ones are discs, um, you know, like circular discs because there's something about the energy source that we were able to replicate but not fully do what they were able to do or something i don't know that's just what i've read about that yeah yeah i tend to so what you're saying is true like most of what you see probably all these sightings or whatever is our own government but then there's like a tiny one percent or two percent that are actually these other things that we can't explain that we got the inspiration to do all this stuff from Hmm. yeah I mean, there's wow. even weird theories that 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 Hitler was able to figure this UFO thing out and time travel and all that, and that actually a lot of these things that were found were technologies that they they developed too, or were able to um, tap into or whatever. So that look, that's a theory too. Yeah, it's hard to know. So then back to the, the that video that they did last month, like okay, so like we were saying, first option it's fake, or second option. Uh, it's real and it's something we don't know or third option is it's real and it's something that is either a foreign um, military's uh, uh, aircraft or our own or like you have to like first decide if you believe it's real or not and then then it's doing things that we can't explain in our current you know understanding of aviation or anything you know so it's like okay what (laughs) uh both of your philosophies make sense. Like what you're saying, it's us and it's us doing this and it's just us seeing like that makes sense. My question to you is if you look at any of these ancient paintings, um, I forget the name. There's a couple of them that have blatant UFOs in, yeah, in the sky. Like why, and th- again, the, why do all these ancient Sumerians and Egyptians, they all talk about people coming down from the sky and enlightening them and, um, why are they trying to replicate these beings? If you look at little skull elongation, why are people along? Because they're being trying to be more divine or, you know, I don't think that there was a real purpose to do that. If you look at like the atomic model, why are people wrapping their heads up to create this, you know, physical illusion? That's an, yeah, that's an interesting question, but like kind of like the last uh, session we were talking about how, you know, like an idea that, maybe the ancient people were more closely tied to the, um, the imagination realm or the spiritual realm. And like, like they have, you know, things like the, uh, what's it, uh, all kinds of animal human hybrid kind of things in mythology and all kinds of things. And so then, you know, if you, if you use that same kind of logic about, well, why, you know, you, you would then be like, okay, all those things are real creatures or no, because, I think what you're saying makes sense in a way, but I mean, what mythology is, is like um, an artistic way of explaining something scientific. So like, if you're saying like the Greek gods, maybe Apollo wasn't this like dude on this chariot with like horses with fire. Maybe he was this fucking alien that came down that had this thing that, uh, you know, 
looked like it was a chariot with fire, you know, like a ship or whatever, you know, like I think that there's a little truth in everything is what I'm starting to learn through my own discoveries of stuff. And I'm not saying I believe in any one thing or the other specifically, but if you look at situations, there's a reason why people are doing this. People don't carve monuments. People don't do cave paintings. People don't do stuff like that for the first time based off of some imagination thing. They're doing it for a purpose. There's That was so significant to those people that they felt like they needed to embed it into time or embed it into a wall or, you know, like there's something there. Again, I'm not saying that it's aliens or angels or whatever, but there's something that those people are experiencing that was important enough to them for them to document it and they don't document anything else, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. If, if, some, if you saw an alien right now, uh-huh. You would like, I got to carve this thing into stone. I got to figure something, you know, I'm talking about back then. Like if, <laughs> yeah, you, if you were to yeah. see, you're like, I got to document this somehow. And, and you're not going to document your, your daily life because we don't know, you know, like these people, they don't do that. So like there was a reason for them to do that. It could have just been art, but why? Yeah. Um, I mean, why can't you say that just normal human trait is to believe that we came from the sky? I mean, we have no, we, we can't explain anything. So, but then again, do you think you would naturally go to that thought? I mean, you look up into the cosmos and you but there's a function for that then like either we are Maybe. divine beyond this or there's a, then if what you're saying backs up the other side of things, cause what you're saying, if it's embedded into us or we're, then there can't be, that can't be a coincidence. There's gotta be something behind that force of thinking or behind that in our DNA. Or all right. All right. I see that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not completely sold on anything. I'm just trying to put, put, put more facts out there so people can kind of deduct what they want from it. But at the same time, like I kind of agree with both of you. Um, it's just kind of like a, a gray, gray area, you know, like a gray alien. You just, hey, you just gray. don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a gray? Um, Is it a lizard person? Is it? But like, if you look at like that Dr. Stephen Greer guy, this guy's got all the documents, like unclassified stuff. He's got eyewitnesses. He's does, you know, they do this thing where they go out in the desert and they meditate. Um, and they kind of summon these things. He thinks that they're divine and that when you meditate, you're, you're able to connect with these things, not divine as in like a religious thing, but just like they're these beings that, um, are these good beings that, um, are here to help, but we're kind of not ready for their help. I guess, or something along those lines. Yeah. Like he, he's the flip side of the other, the, the new, these new disclosure types there, everything's a threat. Right. So, but I kind of think, so, I don't know that dude, uh, Greer seems like just a different version of DeLong. He's like this guy that really wants to believe in something. And then people kind of take advantage of that sure. and use it to, yeah. What are you your know? takes on that Syria? That, that little, yeah, that little thing. alien thing. Like yeah. I said, it looks like somebody killed Tinkerbell and let her body decompose <laughs> for, you know, and, and the guy at Harvard that studied this thing said, this is a, a body. We can't, we don't, if there's DNA and we don't know what it is and it's got 10 ribs, the skull's different. It's a very different, they found it in like, I think the, the desert of Chile or the desert. Yeah. I think like the desert of Chile, um, so like, what would, what would your thoughts be on that? Cause he said, there's no deformed, you can tell if a human being has been deformed by the DNA and everything they were able to sequence that and discover there's no deformation or malformation or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know too much about that. Uh, have, I you kind see, of, have you seen, have you seen the picture of this thing or seen? I have. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, you don't like really the, the thing, the thing about it is to me with this whole topic is it's like, okay, so it's, I guess like odds wise, you know, like you could say 
um, odds are that there would be life somewhere in the universe, you know, other than here. The, just that's the Fermi paradox. Yeah. What you're describing right now, like that there's, there's so many stars and therefore, you know, this yeah. many possibilities for that. Okay. So that, like, that's, that's fine. So we can make, we could make a reasonable case that yes, there, there could be, there um, uh, should be life, you know, like, I guess uh, as far as the odds of that, but then I'm more fascinated with what are these people up to? <laughs> these people on our planet, uh, you know, that are talking right. about this now. Like, I'm like, okay, but, you know, uh, oh, John Podesta is behind some of this. Uh, you know, okay, well, um, you he know. looks like an alien. Yeah, that guy, he, he might be the, the, a gray, that guy. He's the Antichrist. Know? Well, um, there's been a weird thing. Like, um, you can look this up too. Um, Look at Podesta's alien. There's a, a guy that showed up after World War II called Valiant Thor, and he looked like a regular human being, and he wanted to go to the Pentagon, and they're like, Thor! And, like, uh, and this guy ended up says that he was from a different planet, and that um, we yeah. as a species have to um, do away with all the war and kind of usher in a new um, era of like peace and love and everything. And that's why we haven't been contacted is because we're still in this like primal, um, you know, like it's all egocentrical stuff, you know, like we don't understand ourselves as people. So what, how we can't even deal with what we have here. So why would we take on something else beyond this? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, <laughs> um, but there's a movement going on, man. What you were just saying about all these people talking, like there's some sort of movement going on. And it, at some point, if there is something there, somebody's going to find it and somebody's going to blow the fucking doors wide open, you know, wide so, open. So are you thing. saying that we should stop worrying about uh, traveling to space and start focusing on becoming better humans, Michael? I mean, we should, we should, if you're asking me, I mean, space is cool. We should do both. Why can't we, why can't we explore? And just try and be better people. Like, I'm not saying drop everything what we're doing and cancel all the new upcoming space, you know, uh, new satellites and that new uh, James Webb satellite that just went out. It's like the newest, greatest thing. It's going to give us all this information. Um, I I don't think that... uh, Well, you could take those billions and feed people with them. Absolutely. You could change the way our market works by just, I think... Uh, that there's an economist on the, the uh, Joe Rogan. He's talking about Plan B um, economy, yeah, which I bought, is I, I bought that before, bro. Which is made, no, it's it's <laughs> it's uh, it it makes the uh, or Game B. That's what it was called. It, it makes the economy okay, so it's like sense. instead of your the the people that would be curing <laughs> cancer and curing all these diseases would be getting. Uh, like there's more of a benefit to figure those things out as opposed to who can make the most money and why it would change yeah. the way. So like those people that are discovering those things would be um, compensated for that. Like there's a reward system for doing good things as opposed to just an individual. Well, that's, like, that's, that's like almost sums up the earth already. It's like you need to be more compensated for solving cancer. I mean, no, no, no. isn't that like the greatest the point. thing? You're missing the point as opposed to like uh, some billionaire, like, you know, let's say, you know, um, James Bronson or or Charles Brown, whatever that guy's name is, that billionaire that that owns Virgin, Um, instead of him just making as much money he can off telecommunications, actually using um, his technological base and developing something that can change humanity and being 
you know, compensated for that. Or even an individual, let's say you sat at your house and you came up with some groundbreaking idea on how to feed the world or whatever, you would then be compensated. Like the idea, it's not the person, it's the idea. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, well, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. I, I have a, uh, like a Vedantic point of view on this, to this idea of incentivizing everything and, um, and uh, the Swami that I that I study and follow um, is strongly, strongly against that that train of thought. Um, simply because um, it, it's to him and to to, to the yogis, um, you, you you should do what's right because it's your obligatory duty, not not for some kind of gain. That's but what I was kind of saying. Same, you know, same time. They're not against anybody um, uh, accruing, some, you know, like uh, material wealth. It's all about what's your intention. Are you attached to it or not attached to it? But like, as far as um, making incentives for, or, or like, like any more regulation of oh, you can make money for this or that. Right. Like, I understand. Like that, that. That's like a lot of times those kind of utopian things end up being hellacious. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I agree with you as a base is a hundred percent awesome, but what you're talking about uh-huh. might not ever happen or happen so slowly that it might take thousands and thousands of years for people to realize that what I'm talking about would get people in the mindset of doing the right thing and being incentivized. And at some point it would be easier to take that away from people that have already changed the world in a, in a, to a better place than it would be. I would, but I would say that if 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 my daughter gets, uh, <laughs> which she does, she gets a like we're potty training, and like you know she gets like a little treat if she goes potty. <laughs> it's harder. <laughs> no, like, like like check this out. It's way it, it'd be harder for her to get used to that treat, mm-hmm. and then then she does the same thing she's been doing, and then I go, well, you don't really get that anymore. Right. Uh, right. We're not really doing that anymore, which actually is how it's going to go. <laughs> so I'll let you guys know how it goes. But like, that's a good experiment. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like if if if, if you tell somebody I'm going to pay you, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, fifty dollars an hour to do this task, um, it, it, because you know, and some of that is like a bonus, and then you're like, well, you did a good job, but you know, now you need to just do it because it's right, and you know, now you're going to get thirty. You know, that person would be like, no, man, I'm used to that fifty dollar an hour. Right, thing. right. Know, like I, I, I'm not going to do the same thing. But whereas, if somebody is fundamentally coming from a, a point of uh, positive intention, in, you know, from the get go. I mean, like well, just, my whole point was my whole point was like, what could be bigger incentive than the fact that you've just yeah. cured something like that? Like, well, you right. you think like that. that's I what mean, I'm trying to say is like, but the people that are like, working on shit like that will, will, would be thinking that because it's like, dude, I'm curing fucking cancer. I'm saving millions and billions, whatever this many lives. Like I, you're going to get, I actually do th- you're going to be going down in history because of that. I actually do think there are probably a ton of people that 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 are like that that they really tenaciously want to cure cancer or ha- or do something. I think it's other You're things. The right resources. That's what I'm trying to say. Imagine if those people yeah. had those resources. That's what I'm not saying. Pay the rich people to do the good things. I'm saying allow the market to create a market where people that are doing these amazing things are able to accomplish what they're trying to set out and maybe they fail, but at yeah. least they have the resources to give it a full shot. And what I'm trying to say is I wasn't arguing with you. I a hundred percent your ideological point of view on this is perfect. 
Like it's what we should strive for. It's what as a people we should be doing. I'm trying to give you the down low of what I think humanity is. And I, I have a little yeah. less faith in humanity from that point of view. Not that I think we're terrible, but I just think that if you look at the daily routine of most people, they don't even think about the stuff that we've been talking about. There could on this be podcast, improvements. You know? We're not going to lie. There could be improvements. Well, yeah. again, I think there's a little something going on. There's a little revolution about consciousness and aliens and mind and spirit and soul and ego and all that kind of stuff. But I think it needs to get to the point where instead of like 10%, it needs to get to like 50, 60 before it really starts taking grasp. So, let, okay. Now with that video that came out with the um, UFO uh, right. like hovering around and all that, like, so first we should establish if we think that is real or not. And then like what we it's from a military is. cockpit, I, I believe uh-huh. that's probably, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's an alien. I'm saying that that's a uh-huh. real thing. That's okay. Right. So th- then, okay. So like, okay, we'll assume it's real because we, yeah, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about how you would like, uh, like, right what kind of special effects you would do. I, don't, I, I, don't I mean, it's, it looks shitty enough to be real. There's so much stuff out there now. I'll say this. It looks like, you know what I'm saying? like videos of other cockpit videos that I've seen. Like maybe you can recreate that, that, bro. <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe, maybe they're able to recreate it, but I, I think it's like the, the maneuvering of the thing and everything. I just, I, in the guy talking about, it, I mean, you know, like he's even says like, this was a pain in the ass to talk about once we got back to the base. Yeah, so, I mean, that's do. just my perspective on it. And, and actually, that that is that that's true. I think that a lot of pilots, even just commercial pilots, military oh, yeah. guys, like they they do get. I think they get hassled, and you know, I uh, uh, we're assuming that that's real. It's not faked. And then so then we're then we have to like decide: do we think that you know what's the more likely scenario that that that's some terrestrial craft that we just can't fathom the technology because, like we said, they're uh, whatever it is, 30, right. 50, hundred years, whatever it is. It's hard. Like, yeah. ima- like think of like how things are right now. And it's like hard to imagine even like what 10 years is going to be like, right, right at this point for me, sure. you know? Yeah. You know, like imagine if somebody were a hundred years, you know, a um, hundred years ago, people were, uh, still riding around on horse and buggies. So, uh, I mean, uh, no, yeah. I mean, there was cars then too. <laughs> it wasn't everybody yeah, right. always have a car, you know, like, that's not something that everybody had access to at that point. Who they got? So, so like what? Like I mean, what do you guys think is more likely? I well, I'll let Kevin go first on this one. I think it's I think it's a Air Force or you know government type thing. But yeah. I'm not I'm not a crazy UFO guy. I'm not really that into. I mean, I'm into it. I think it's interesting and stuff. And I'm more interested in the the paintings from you know like uh-huh. Egypt and stuff like that. Well, the medieval, like medieval. Okay, so actually, Chris, this is interesting. You should look this up. We've talked about it in the Temple of Seti um, in Egypt. Uh-huh. They discovered there's a glyph, and it literally shows a helicopter, a yeah, spaceship. Yeah, so James Bond car. I mean, it, it's in, it's 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 unmistakable. And actually, they tell supposedly the people that run the complex tell people not to put like the tour guides not to point it out to people because they're almost like, well, I have a different. They're embarrassed, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I have like well, I I have a different um, uh, um, point of view on that. It, probably closer to uh, what I think, like somebody like Graham Hancock would say, and what I I would say is that, and I think Edgar Casey maybe too is that w- uh, human civilization is much much older than we think it is. Right. 
uh, we think we know more than we do. And there's there's an ego to, to us at this point thinking there's no way an ancient civilization could have figured out certain things. Or like, I mean, I agree with that. You look at, like, I believe in Atlantis. I'm not saying I know where it is or whatever happened, but I believe But in the Atlantis. idea of it, yeah. right? you know what I mean? So, like, I think it's way more likely um, that there was a civilization that built itself up to a certain point, and, and um, we figured out how to fly planes. We figured right. out how to, you know, we're not, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, we figured well, it out. So clearly we know that somebody, it could be figured out, you know, it's, it's, it's an, as a, a verifiable possibility. Right. So, um, and then, then also, like you said, there's all these, these stories of the, the flood and all this stuff. And then, the, uh, um, what's that temple in Turkey? Gobekli uh, Tepe. Well, we were talking about too. Do you know about the statue that's there that they found? Oh, well, no, what's that? It's like three phases. So like the tops, the, it's like, a, um, something holding something, holding a baby, meaning that there's something cradling something that's cradling a baby. And the mm-hmm. top two faces have been chiseled away. And Kevin thinks it's just time and wear and terror, but the Gobekli, no, no, but Gobekli Tepe was covered purposefully. Like if they, 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 when they found it, it was a hill. So it was been padded down. Like they were fucking intentionally putting this thing away. So you're telling me that everything, all the other stone stuff's intact, everything, but just the statues missing the two faces of the transition from the, the theory is it's like an alien cradling a monkey cradling a baby or uh, an alien cradling a, a human hybrid cradling a baby. Like that's the theory behind it. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is that, you know, it is very, if you think about it, it's like, it's very strange. The whole, like, if you look at a, like, um, common ancestry, like that's 12,000 years old, man. That's fucking old. Uh, I thought it was older, but oh no, I mean fourteen thousand. It's twelve thousand BC is when they, so it's fourteen thousand oh, okay. years old. So that's that's fucking old. It's pretty old, <laughs> but like if you think of like the um, Darwinian point of, of view as far as common ancestry and evolution, it's it's it, it is a strange thing. It's like well, okay, we, we like there's a sense that we're, there's something just fundamentally different about us. Mm-hmm. Um, like. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. If Where's the transition? Anymore. Where's the transition bones between dinosaurs and mammals? Like I have yet to see, because we supposedly come from fish and, and mammals and stuff. Where's the transitional right. fossils? I haven't seen one. I haven't seen any proof. They barely can find older, um, you know, pre-human, you know, like Lucy, Arthropithecus, and all that kind of stuff. They found they found them, but there's not a ton of them. You know, like I mean, what's going on there? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, so the idea (laughs) that like maybe um, there was some kind of intervention of some type with, uh, you know, a less lesser version of who we are. And then because it's weird, it it is like there's like a spark and then it's like, oh, now we know stuff. Right. (laughs) Well, there's a doubling of our brain size at some point, too. They can't. um you know, they don't know how that happened, you know? So, I mean, there's well, all sorts if, of if people don't believe in evolution, what is the theory that they believe that, how did, how I, did, I our, how did we become aware or whatever? Divine infer- like the watcher story I was telling you, there's some sort of divine intervention, whether some being came down mixed with our monkey. Right, I, I know that story, but is there okay. any other theory? Cause it sounds a little out well, there. Well, you're, you're saying evolution. I believe in evolution. I do, but I believe that there's some missing shit that happened that like, whether we were upgraded or 
something happened, something happened along the way that we just can't explain. Who knows? There could have been a fucking supernova that happened a long time ago that blew some sort of radiation or something that we evolved, you know, like who knows what, what actually happened, you know? Yeah. I mean, my point of view on it is like, I I don't even like, uh, I have no zero problem with the concept of evolution or even common ancestry or anything like that. The, the, the part that like doesn't make any kind of sense to me is that it's, uh, it's uh, all random mutation and unguided. Right. Nothing called the dumb earth theory. Yeah. It's dumb earth theory. I mean, I, 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 that doesn't make any kind of sense to me. Um, (laughs) well, I think there's, I mean, there's a form of evolution. You can see it in birds beaks, you know, getting smaller so they can crack nuts as well. You you can, well, that's but that, but that's you can more easily see um, uh, variations within a kind. Right. You know what I mean, right. I'm just saying that evolution see. does exist, but to the extent I just, of I just uh, uh, an yeah. ape turning oh, yeah. into a human being who builds cities. I mean, that's that's what boggles. Like when I go and I'm standing in the middle of Chicago or whatever, and you look around and you think an ape somehow from an ape they, we came to this level of building such a, such an infrastructure. See, that's, to me, that's, that's where it'd be. Yeah, for me, I don't even like. Even if you want to, even if that were proven, okay, like it, it, it's like uh, it doesn't tell the whole story to me anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. okay, um, you know, like my thing is like, like, well, the question of what's consciousness, what's sentience, what's you know, what is. Um, um, the, the, I mean, like these abstractions we come up with math or music or these things, it's like, th- these are not, these are, um, things that only we've created. Right. But, you know? Right. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot not explained. And so right. I, I can totally understand the idea of we were at a certain level and very primal and, and, um, whatever you want to say, ape-like or whatever it was. And then something happened and then bam, there's this, you know, um, it's kind of like in uh, uh, Space Odyssey when they, the monolith, yeah, you know, yeah, and then they, yeah. they, they, you know, it's like two I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I was just reading this article. It was actually interesting. It was talking. The movie's about unbelievable, though. How they found really so they found crazy. a correlation between you know when our Earth was hostile and fossil. So they think that Earth, that life could have created too from uh, meteorites or something, something carrying something else that landed here. Like maybe there was life in other parts of the galaxy or universe or whatever. And that kind of got thrown on here and we had the perfect environment for this thing to thrive. So they think that life is definitely older than the age of our planet is what I was reading on, on this, this article. It was interesting. It was, it was a theory. It wasn't something that they've been able to prove, but so if you're going by that, then there's no reason to think that aliens should look any different than us. Because all not oh, necessarily we, though. No, because what if our planet's planet's different, or planet is different? I've I've explained this yeah. in other episodes. How each planet and each star has its own unique. It's almost like a personality. Like we have precession, uh-huh. which is the wobble on our axis. Wobble of the wobble of the. Um, <laughs> you know, Saturn's got its rings. You know, Jupiter's got its big uh, gas clouds. You know, like all that kind of stuff. So. Well- yeah, and Steiner even, you know, um, from from my limited understanding of what he's he, he's saying and his teachings is that they're actual kind of entities and, and certain beings uh, uh, dwell in certain places, you know, like he has yeah, a, that's a lot. That's a lot. That coincides a lot with the Urantia, but I'd like to learn a lot more about that. Have guy. you looked into biocentrism, Chris? Uh, no, what do you mean? You should. It's a theory about 
perception and consciousness, uh, Dr. Robert Lanza, um, where it kind of talks about how planets could be conscious because it's our conscious, um, you know, our soul, our conscious that's creating the, you know, we talked about this a little bit too, but it's us creating the universe based on being the observer here. Um, so it actually talks about how those are people that have become these planets through consciousness or whatever over time or levels or whatever you want to talk about. I mean, it goes in a little bit, it's a little bit more convoluted than that. I'm trying to simplify it, but uh, it's definitely worth looking up if you haven't. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah, I was going to say chew on that. (laughs) Um, But the other thing I want to talk about is actual um, like big time incidences that happen one of them being um i was watching this documentary in zambia i think it was in the late 80s or early 90s the kids yeah all those kids and they sent a harvard doctor at least basically what these kids saw was a huge ufo that landed outside their school broad daylight you know like all these kids ran out oh they're all screaming i think they were like at like recess or playtime or something um and they actually saw like aliens. They saw these yeah. beings standing on the kid drew a picture and it said it looked like a gray alien, except it Wait, had like an, eyeball, like an eyeball. Yeah, um, this is actually pretty crazy if you've never heard Zambia. of Zambia. And then what they did was they sent a Harvard, um, or there was a Harvard uh, psychologist that went there to interview all these kids and, and talk with them because they're all like, it's believable because if you see these kids, they're all scared and crying and like disheveled. And it's, it was like, it's left a mark on these. They cry to this day about it and have nightmares and stuff. So it's something that yeah. definitely left a mark on these kids. Whenever it was, it, it, it yeah. Like the, the one mom uh, of one of the boys, well, he, he, you know, I think they're kind of maybe around our age now. Yeah, but, they are. They're um, older, yeah. But the one mom's like, he, he talks about it every single day, every single day he talks about it. And how it's the most important thing in his life, you know, yeah. like, and then the one kid was just like, he was like, yeah, and you looked at their eyes. And yeah. Like, the eyes looked like, uh, and they were like, like those almond, dark almonds, but these kids said that there was an eyeball in there too. So maybe these, these aliens, these grays that have the black eyelid or whatever, maybe that is like an eyelid and there is an actual eyeball in there. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, the, yeah pretty those, it's pretty weird. They all describe pretty much the same exact thing and they all, and, and and I think that the, the the person that went down there from Harvard or wherever it was was kind yeah. of going from the standpoint of like okay I'm going to see what's what's going I'm on debunk here. this thing yeah. yeah yeah and then he was like no this is legit these, <laughs> yeah. these people are like really like having a um uh uh, uh 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 a genuine like memory recall like it's not so was it all it was all kids yeah, all kids yeah. Yeah, see, I almost try like kids. Yeah, they have a crazy memory or they have a crazy imagination, but I almost trust them more because well, they have well, nothing to gain from well, making. They're having story. nightmares. Yeah, like you're saying, they have nothing to gain, and they're having. It's affected them in in a negative way. Some of some of them are like that's the most profound thing. Some of them are like crying still about it. So right, and uh, I I tend to think if they were like if they were in on some kind of hoax thing, and it was like twenty of them, one of them at this point would have been like, look, we were, <laughs> you know. Yeah, these people would have to be sociopaths based on the way they're acting and on camera and to other people and stuff. All of them would have to be sociopaths for that to be true. So let's assume that is true. What's what's an explanation for it? Or is it just. Well, I mean, if there's doctors and scientists going there to try and figure it out and they can't get to the bottom of it, I I guess we got to chalk it up to the the aliens. Great unknown. Um, the other one that I find interesting is the Rendlesham Forest in England incident. I don't know if you know about this. This was 1980. 
Yeah. Uh, it was an RAF or an RAF base. Um, and they sent out a couple, a few guys to check it out and two guys approached it and it was a, uh, it almost looked like a triangular, but with like a bubble in the middle. And they, the one guy reached out and touched it. And he said, once he touched the craft, he instantly was flooded with ones and zeros. Like his, like somebody was programming the computer, um, in his brain. And he also saw hieroglyphs that he's drawn out since then. That looked pretty interesting that were on the side of the, the ship. And there was a bean in there, he said, and there was these lights and everything. Um, and you can't really, I mean, they, to this day, they can't really explain it because the military sent them out there for that reason to check this anomaly out and it ended up being this thing. And two military members who, you know, we've been talking about the military. These are probably some of the most, you know, reputable people. I mean, their, their job and lives are on the line, you know, they're there to check that stuff out. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that one? Um, yeah, like I see, I'm like, I'm very torn about the whole thing of this. Like, it's like, cause there are cases that seem to be genuinely, um, like there's something to, to be looked into. And then there's like 90, whatever, you know, 99% of them are just, you know, right. Usually BS. So they can be explained right. by a weather balloon or they could be at this or that. The ones like those kids that you're like, okay, this is crazy. I'm like, even so I'm still more like, I'm still more on the angle of like, what are these people up to? You know, right. <laughs> you know, they, they assembled this crew of uh, CIA uh, people, people from Lockheed Martin, you know, people from all these things where normally, you know, there, well, this was Brit, this was British though. So it's not, I, no, I don't, I know, no, no, I know what you're talking about. So like, but even like the pilot from the recent thing, right. It's, is he a retired pilot? Uh, that I don't so. know. Cause, cause that would be an important thing for me to, to know, because like, I don't see a guy that's active in the military, um, going out and like, I, I would think his superiors would be pissed if right. he went and did that without either he, either he's retired and, and it doesn't matter, which I don't know what the rules are on that anyway. Cause I'm assuming it would be, it would have been classified at some point. The interesting thing about the Rendlesham Forest one, though, is when that guy but, touched the craft and saw the ones and zeros, he's that stuck with him in his dreams and nightmares for like 20 years. And then he finally yeah. wrote them all out and they took it to this guy that runs mm -hmm. like a supercomputer that can crunch data and that uh -huh. they, they can turn ones and zeros into our language. And what it came out to be yeah. was coordinates and the coordinates all lined up. You know what ley lines are? They all lined up to different magnetic points on our globe. Oh of if there was a craft yeah. like refueling or whatever. And also some of the coordinates were like where, have you ever heard of high Brazil, like HY Brazil? Okay, so that's like the Atlantis of Ireland, okay? It's off in this thing, it supposedly was mythical, but the coordinates yeah. that they were given, it said high Brazil, like they were translated it, and then it gave coordinates to off the coast of Ireland. And that's supposedly where this craft was from, but that's a mythical, thing so that was the unique thing about it is how does this you know and, and who knows uh, before the floods after the glacial stuff and the younger dryest era uh and all that stuff who's not to say that there was part of ireland that was definitely above water that was some booming atlantis type 
thing you know maybe these people got in this craft and got the fuck out of there and you know has been traveling around They're like we got to get away from these irish my friend i just i just i just find that weird it would be you know it's you know to, to give coordinates through ones and zeros to all these specific points and stuff like that i mean i mean it could be made up but why would you after all that time do that you know like it, it's just it's weird yeah it's weird like so it's like uh, uh, again my thing is like i i think you, okay you could like make a very reasonable argument that um statistically however you want to say it yes you know there you would think there would be you, you would have be almost an unfathomable unfathomable thing for us to be the only form of life um right. number two okay let's assume that they figured out how to traverse that much time because like you know by the time like you, when you see a star it could already have been um uh uh, uh what do you call it um burned out uh, yeah burned out yeah um by the time the, the, it takes the light so long so let's say that they figured out some way to bend space time or whatever they do now my, my thing is like even that's if, interesting you said go on but i'll after i've i've, I've got something for you on that <laughs> so even okay so even if all that's true and they, and they come here and there's these weird anomalies and these weird things like the kids at the school in africa and all this stuff um and then it's like then if we assume that the the pentagon knows these things because you have to assume whatever we know they they probably know a ton more mm -hmm. it's like why are they now deciding to to be telling us about some of these things and what what's the angle with it like well there's a theory on that too the theory for what you're saying is uh, about the government is that we've people aren't the threat like we've evolved past wars kind of in the conventional way and that imagine if there was something evil for like imagine if there is an isis in space or something like that we would come together and fight these things um, or it would be another business or it would be uh, like, oh, we got to kill this threat or we got to figure this out. So maybe that is part of it. Maybe they're trying to develop some sort of, you know, I don't know, like some, like I said, it's the last frontier in terms of. I mean, if, they're, if, we're, if we're battling aliens, we're not going to win. These guys are. Well, exactly. No, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't want that at all. I would rather, I'd rather these things come and be docile and gentle and, and want to teach us and whatever. And, and we be open to that. But I mean, realistically, if you're talking about the government, they're always going to try and make money. They're always going to try and survive. They're going to try and keep everything intact that it is currently. So if you know, we're people that start to catch on to things. And if we've already caught on to like what's going on now, that might be the next mind blower oh, oh we need this or oh we got to figure this out kind of a thing you know yeah i, I actually I, I i just recently heard somebody like because everything at this point everything is just pure conjecture because who knows what's going on but then um uh i've heard some people speculating that some of this is to to justify weaponizing space mm -hmm. because um back to the 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 quarantine why why wouldn't you quarantine us if you were Look yeah. at this shit. We're trying to blow shit up in space. This but when you when you talk about evolve, like getting past the point of war, because we're at a point now, like if if there's any kind of world war thing, yeah. like that, that can't exist anymore because that would right. that would be it. You know, like like whoever who who said was it Einstein or whoever said it, like they were like World War Three will be right. followed by a, you know a, a war with sticks and stones or whatever. That was Werner or uh, yeah Werner von Braun talking about and, like space aliens is like the last. Existential and you know, threat. 
And you know what that guy said, like supposedly right at the end of his life, he was like, look, be aware of the, the false alien threat narrative. He was right. like, just, you know, <laughs> damn. I mean, yeah. And that's weird too. But back to what you were saying about the speed of light and stuff. Um, yeah. I was just watching this documentary and you guys should definitely watch it. It's fucking interesting. Um, on Netflix, it's called, um, uh, something, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's, it's what if Einstein was wrong or, you know, something like that or Einstein, blah, blah, blah. Basically it talks about how his theory of, uh, relativity and light, you know, like light speed and everything could yeah. be wrong in the sense that they think now that light doesn't have a specific measurement that it's just its own particle that can either be faster or slower or whatever it needs to be. Like that they were doing these experiments where they can like, show how sometimes it speeds up sometimes it slows down and that it's a variable and not this like constant that einstein, einstein. About. so if you look einstein's at it like that, blunder time travel and all that could be within grasp if you can figure that out you, you guys understand what i'm saying so like the speed of light isn't uh exact it's not like saying one inch or one mile or whatever it's this thing that that just kind of it goes at its own rate. It is what it is kind of a thing. And it's, it's a variable. And they were saying that because of that time travel is possible. They weren't talking about time travel, but I, I'm oh, saying that, oh, I mean, oh. cause if you look at it, okay. So like, look at it like this. So if that's true, then you could warp what, what, what time is by the, the variable of the light. You know what I'm saying? So like if we're traveling at the speed of light, you could somehow manipulate that so it's a lot slower for us to do what it would take to get you know what i'm saying like oh uh, you're working like a donnie darko type thing right? I, I guess yeah kind of and that, that actually tom DeLong they talk about that when he's on there too where he's talking about that redshift thing how time travel isn't necessarily what you think you're not like jumping in a machine and heading to 1950 or you know whatever it's this thing that either stops or slows down time so when you look at a ufo and it looks like it's skipping across the sky it's really going in a straight line. You're just not seeing it fold the time in between. So you can only see it, you know, oh. like a skipping stone kind of. That's the other thing. Like I want to, in that video, the, the current one, yeah. like I want to see the rest of that thing. You know, don't show me, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds. Let's see. Well, they, what's, yeah. They say, I mean, I don't know if it's on there, but they say that there is more to that video where it goes, there's a ship underwater or something. Almost like a, he said, it's like a submarine surfacing, but it's not, you know? Something yeah. Like so that. it's like, come on, you know, let's, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Hitler down there, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he disappeared to. He's a decrepit old fuck at this point. Well, I thought, I thought that they actually proved in like with, Physics, they've already done that. If you do go fast, I mean, you can time travel. You can't go back in time, but if you go super fast, it slows down the time. So if you know, if I'm traveling, yeah, technically, super fast, if you can get into one of these wormholes, this is through. This is a, a, assuming that Einstein's theory is right. And and I have a problem with just the way we look at our world because of that. So like, science has always been proven and then disproven, and then it evolves into something else. At some point, don't you think that Einstein's theory is going to be changed? I mean, it can't be yeah. that simplistic. Like all the universes, all the solar systems, we don't. You know what? Have you guys ever heard of what the, the what the great attractor is? Do you guys know about that? No, but there's but, one source of our universe that's drawing everything into it, and they don't know what it is or why. It's like a uh -huh. gravitational magnetic field that's just sucking everything into it, almost like not a black hole, but kind of like a black hole. 
But isn't um, isn't uh, uh, the study of quantum physics already kind of sort of like isn't it, there's classic or classical uh, physics or classic whatever, right. and then there's then there's quantum, and isn't that isn't the quantum in some ways a rejection? Of the old anyway some already. Stuff. Yeah, so what are we were talking about the dark matter and dark energy, what dark matter and dark energy are. So like I I think I talked about this, but there's an experiment that was done um I think nineteen ninety eight, Saul Perlmutter discovered dark energy and how he discovered it is he took forty quasars that he found, which is like an exploding star and it emits a certain amount of light. What he yeah. did was they figured out that that, 80, that light was 80% less of what it should have been, which signifies that our universe is like expanding at a rapid-ass rate, okay? And when it does that, everything that it's expanding into is called dark energy, or dark energy which is like, look at like if you dropped a, a, a drop of water on a table and it, you know, it's expanding out like that. That's kind of what the concept is. So I, the, the rest of the desk would be like the dark energy. Like it's this unknown thing. So running into something that's splattering. Well, not splattering. No, no, I'm saying like if you take a drop of water, take a drop of water and drop it on a desk, that's our universe is the water. So when it's like spreading right, out like that, it's out and then shooting in all directions. Right. So look at it like that, except three dimensional and everywhere. And then everything yeah, around it crazy. is the dark energy. And then what dark matter is supposedly is this gravitational energy. That's like a chameleon particle that is like potential to be kind of whatever it needs to be in terms of how that's working. At least that's what I've taken from all of it. Yes, yeah, true. Man. <laughs> smack, smack my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, have you have either of you ever had any weird, not seen any alien or any, have you ever seen something that you couldn't explain or something that was, you know? You know, weird? I think my sister said that um, when she was younger, she did. Yeah. Um, but I, I have not. I have. I've never had any kind of thing like that. And um, uh, I, I'm kind of like similar to Hogan. Like, yeah, it's fat. You, you wanna. You want to believe you in wanna believe, some kind of, of some some other kind of you know beings. We, we, you, 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 I guess like you, you know, you could feel a little lonely, you know, if you're like, <laughs> hey, we're just here we are, you know. It, I mean, we're the dumber theory folks. Check us out. Yeah, yeah well, like, so we're dumb. Yeah, it's so like, it's intriguing, but like, but it's more like you know. It's like what's really what's what everything's crazy, man. Everything's upside down now nowadays. Who are you know, we? What, what are we? Where yeah. do we come from? Well, we, I mean, we're the self. I mean, I I believe it's just, you know oneness, but but like uh, it's like what, what what's the angle with all these things? There's a lot know? of stuff but, that I've read that like we are the aliens. We just don't know it. You know, like we are. <laughs> no, we are seriously. And if if you believe that like the watchers, like we were talking about, like. Well, we technically are part of that. So like maybe that's why we gravitate towards those myths and illusions and whatever. I mean, my, I have another weird theory about that. We're talking about time travel. What if these aliens or grays or whatever are us from the future? And if you think about it, once, once we leave this planet, space is completely different environment. So our heads would get bigger, bigger. Our noses would get smaller. You know, like we would evolve, into something that doesn't look like us because we would have to. 
Yeah, I've, I've thought about that a little bit, but yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. Why, why would you visit this hellhole if you already expanded from it? You know? <laughs> well, if it's us from the future, maybe they're coming back to try and fix something. Maybe there's something in the future. I've read weird things of people being abducted and being told that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but my they, thing. This is weird about that, but hold on. So they're explaining that in the future, there's something that happens that we can't reproduce anymore, which is like the extinction of our society, so that they come back to kind of do something to kind of push us in the right direction. So it's not, you know, like that. I don't know. This is just theories. This is weird shit. Obviously I don't, none of us have answers, but I think there's something but, but, about that too. Think of it. I mean like, okay, your theory or that theory could make sense, except up there, they're floating around. They're like, these guys, you know, we got to help these guys. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's go uh, talk to John Podesta and Hillary Clinton, <laughs> that guy from Blink-182. Where and, uh, are you? <laughs> yeah, but that's the assumption that that's, that's, your, that's the assumption that that's the medium. I believe the medium of the real shit is with us. Like, if I were to sit here and think, yeah. meditate and trying to connect, maybe who's not to say that's not what we're connecting to when we have these weird dreams or thoughts or um, meditation. Like the Akashic. Yeah. The Akashic. Yeah. Maybe there is some fucking record floating up there that, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the internet's just like a perverted version of that, you know? Yeah. Well, I would love to think so, man. <laughs> we know you're a pervert. Well, no, I just, I think everybody searched for a meaning that, or, uh, you know, something they could sink their teeth into that says when you die, you go somewhere, somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So well, what uh, what if you what if you die and you wake up and you you look at yourself and you're a fucking alien you're like fuck yeah. that was like a shell that'd be I'm a butterfly flying away yeah I mean I think that's too physical based you know I, yeah I can tell you this that we go camping every year we go up north and when it's really clear and there's no rain it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen you can see every star in the sky and I can oh, even, yeah. you can see satellites like pretty clearly where Okay, you know, like this is just going around in the circle and it comes back around every, you know, whatever. Um, the thing is, is I've seen some weird shit too. I'm not saying they're UFOs, but I see shit where I'm like, that moved in kind of a weird way, you know? And you constantly see shooting stars and everything. I mean, look at that that meteor that hit by you guys a couple of days ago, you know? That was, yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, the force, of that thing, the force of that thing exploding created seismic waves on the ground people think it created an earthquake it did not what happened is it exploded before it hit the ground causing some massive energy that you know obviously created those seismic waves i think it registered it registered as a uh, 2.0 yeah it did yeah. oh yeah uh yeah that thing with that that was crazy too i mean my one friend thought that the world was ending <laughs> who who's that jimmy oh yeah, man. I mean, if yeah. you lived, because doesn't he live uh, kind of out by where that thing happened? I don't know. He lives out by Flint. So is that where? Yeah, I think. Well, they said New Haven, like five miles away from New Haven. I don't know where that is, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> There's this other one. There's a famous. It's called the Hoba meteorite. You can look this up. It's in Africa. This thing slowed down so much that when it landed, it just like like fell like a like a feather and just like stayed there. And you can look this thing up. It looks like a big fucking square, kind of. Um, it's the largest meteorite on earth. Um, and they don't quite understand why that happened, but uh, it's <laughs> why like, it didn't just annihilate everything. Yeah, and it's this massive fucking, it's this big square meteorite. It's huge. I don't I mean, I don't know the exact dimensions of it, but it's pretty fucking big. Yeah. Aren't they looking for the meteor remains still? 
Yeah, I mean, I saw something. It's like you got to, you know, report it if you find it. But I'm sure if somebody found some shit, they're not reporting that. <laughs> yeah, they they want their 15 minutes, man. I mean, all this stuff's weird, man. I mean, it's it, it's tough to. Have I ever seen an alien? Have I ever seen, you know, a real UFO experience? No, I mean, I can't say <laughs> I have, but I have seen like meteorites shooting stars, blah 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 blah. Um, but just something about it, like I said, it's embedded into us. Like just that gray alien, man. I'm, I'm telling you, that's that's that archetype is just maybe, you know. And I've heard this talked about before too, where it's like maybe it's us when we're born. It's the way because we're releasing DMT. Maybe it's us looking at our parents and the doctors and everything, and they've got big eyes, and we're new to the world, and it's this, you know weird looking thing and I've, I've heard other stuff too but you know that's the other thing too is they think that when slime people, all over you and shit well when people are dreaming or having nightmares or whatever they think that too maybe that these abductions are just extreme releases of uh dmt like it's a flood of dmt in your system creating you to go into this other world or other thing which brings up a better point then would that be your brain creating that or would that be an actual experience that's being facilitated through this release you know well, I'd say the old chicken and the egg, but I mean, I guess if you're, if you're, if it's like, if there's some chemical being, you know, then that would, I don't know. It would be a result of that. When I know you, I know you don't, you know, partake in anything really anymore, but when you were partaking and stuff, did you ever have any mystical weird experiences where something blew your mind in terms of like along those lines or? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even really go there too much. Uh, off yeah, off camera, we talk, we'll talk about it. Like you go there on camera right now. <laughs> call up, call up the long man. That's <laughs> call up fucking the long. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just I, I think that uh, we're living in a weird, weird time right now, and I think it's a transitional time. I think people are becoming more um, aware with what's going on. People are tuning in. I think that. But what do we think is going on? <laughs> Nobody knows. I mean, let's be real here. We don't even yeah. know anything. We don't know what happens when we dream. We don't know what happens out in space. We don't know. You know, we have an idea. We have some measurements, some statistics, you know, this, that, and the other. But we don't have a clear picture. I don't think we ever will. But I think our job is to continuously um, evolve that picture into something that's tangible. Onward and upward, my friend. <laughs> That's the idea. All right, folks. Well, that was another great episode. Thank you, Chris, for uh, stopping by again for the alien one. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Episode eight. It's a mystery. Cool, man. All right. All right. Thanks again. Talk to you guys. All right.